talking about something that affects so many people, but that nobody wants to talk about. Pornography. Speaking to individuals trying to stop looking at porn, and to spouses looking for support. This is Danny and Lindsay Pullman, a married couple who have been through this together. We're sharing a mix of our personal experiences, our experience as certified life coaches, and other empowering ideas. We hope this can help you on your journey. Enjoy! Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Lindsay and Danny here. Hey guys. We are coming at you today live from south of France. If you follow me on Insta Stories, you'll see that we picked southern France because of the sun and the sea and so many other things. For me, the bakeries. Yeah. (laughs) Those are in northern France too, right? True. I'm on a bakeries with the sun. Speaking of, (laughs) so I actually, some of my, I pulled some people on Insta Stories and I said, you know, would you pick southern France for the sun and the sea or sun, sea, and food? And everyone said sun, sea, and food. Speaking of food and coronavirus, I was kind of smiling because I was talking to one of my friends the other day about the, we were talking about the coronavirus and she was in the States asking about France. She has some parents that live here in France. And, um, and I was like, you know, I've been indoors a lot and I work from home. And so I don't see like everything, you know, I don't see everyone's fears. Like there are things that have been canceled. And I am obviously aware that sanitizer has been pulled off like all the shelves but what she told me that I haven't noticed is that everyone here is taking jam is stocking up on jam jam ah, yeah and I was just kind of smiling thinking about it like hey you know what if we're gonna go out we're gonna go out with really good baguettes and jam yeah there's just some good jam here too yeah um all I know is the swimming pool this morning when I went to swim laps was way more empty and it was actually <laughs> kind of nice I had more more space in the lane to do my thing yeah all right so uh today we are talking about what it's like when your spouse doesn't think that you are progressing fast enough and how that can uh that can feel hurtful if we don't know how to work through this it can be challenging to hear Uh Um, we're going to talk about why it can be challenging to hear and how we can sort through this and handle it in a way where rather than feeling victimless, victim, <laughs> victimized, and disempowered, um, you can feel more empowered right. and in the driver's seat and keep moving in the direction you want to be heading, regardless of what people are saying. So we're going to go through that. Yeah. Uh, Lindsay's going to start us out with an example from uh, a client, yeah? Yeah, well, and I just want to say before I start out with the exam, <laughs> Danny's looking at me in a funny way. What, Lindsay? I don't know. Anyway, I just want to say um, <laughs> that this it's really interesting because this goes both ways in when spouses are working on themselves, right? Like if there's a spouse who is coping with what something we deem negative behavior um, and they don't recover, quote unquote, fast enough, then, you know, sometimes... For, you know, typically with, I coach women, it's like they, they get frustrated with that, right? It's like, how long do I wait this out? And then on the other end, if you flip the coin, I have other clients who, who have, you know, they're, they're here, they're present, they're doing the work, they're doing so much work on themselves. And even when they do that and are doing this work, and I see the transformation and they're seeing it too, their husbands aren't. And that can be kind of hard. 
can be kind of hard. So, you know, I have one client who came to me last week and she's like, what? She basically came to me with this question and, and she is not the only one. I have a lot of people who come to me with this in different various ways. And so I just have noticed this theme in my coaching. So we thought it'd be a great um, subject to address. So it's, yeah, like I think it can be really hard because, you know, you might have this spouse who feels like, you know, nothing has changed. You know, they might tell you like nothing has changed. Like you're, nothing's ever going to be good enough for you. Nothing has changed, right? And then the interesting thing is, is, is if we believe what they're saying, then we can kind of start thinking like, oh yeah, like, well, uh, well, if he doesn't see the change, then why even try, right? And then we can kind of get into this place of, you know, feeling powerless and frustrated and maybe even a little resentful. And then we stop putting forth that effort to change, right? And it can just kind of be this place where it feels a little bit hard. So you can like, you're saying, since feelings often affect our actions, right? Mm -hmm. So first we choose to think something that creates this frustration. Yeah. And then we find ourselves doing things in that frustration where we take <clears> our <throat> eye off the ball in our own progress, right? And we uh-huh. might even just stop even doing the things that we're trying to do to progress. Right. right. Yeah, like I is think it's kind saying? of interesting. Like you, if we think, you know, if our thought is like, he doesn't see the efforts I made, then we're taking our eye off of us and onto other things. And okay. then we do stop kind of looking inward, right? So like if someone's goal is to lose weight or something, then they might find themselves more likely to to not stick to their commitments to themselves or mm-hmm. to eat more sweets or foods in response to these feelings or like not stick to their own progress. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, you know, one example of so many different things that my clients are working towards. That's a great example. You know, and for me personally, like I remember I remember doing this too. <laughs> and actually, I still remember when I was hanging out with some coaches a few months ago, when they asked me like what the hardest thing of all the recovery was that I went through. I mean, there was so much like, you know, you guys hear like the tip of the iceberg. There were so many different things that were really hard, you know, like I was working a few part-time jobs and, um, you know, I had three little kids and Danny had, you know, he was struggling with you know, his trauma and his anxiety and depression and feel free to pipe in if you want to. And looking back, the hardest, like there was so much survival over the last, you know, four years, but the act, like the hardest thing for me that I realized when this friend of mine asked me what was the hardest part was that mind game of he isn't where I think he should be. I remember being like, it's been two years. Like, I just decided on this, like, timeline based on my own brain and my own thinking. And I remember being like, it's been two years. Like, what's the deal? And going from that place of, like, he's not doing it fast enough to just deciding to focus on me was probably the best decision I ever made in my life. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, so where is the, where are people getting hung up on this, like, they're they're feeling frustrated and disempowered. Why is that? Is it because they don't recognize where their power is? And if so, where is that? Um, no, I think I think you know there's so many there's so many different things that I that I see or that my clients tell me. A lot of times, like first of all, like something when someone tells us something, like it doesn't hurt us unless we believe a part of it. Okay, and so like a quick example, like my clients all know this example, but like my blue hair example, right? Like 
if you know what I look like, I have blonde hair, okay? And if someone came into the room right now and they were like trying to get really, you know, say they were trying to make me feel bad and maybe even make me feel kind of ashamed and they came in and told me like, look, your blue hair is horrible, it's ugly, like just go bake your head. <laughs> just get rid of it. It's all just horrible, right? Like because I don't have blue hair, like I believe like in the with every core and fiber of my being that I do not have blue hair. Someone can come tell me all of that, even, and even if they like really don't want me to feel good after, and that's their goal, because I just know I don't have blue hair, like literally, like just, I can just kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, huh, okay, that was interesting, right? Um, but let's say I did have blue hair. Let's say I did like dye a little piece of my hair blue, and I didn't really like it. I didn't really want people to see, and I was ashamed of it. If I was trying to hide that, or if I did believe that I had blue hair and I didn't want that to be something that came to the surface. Like if I believe it, that's when it does hurt. So there's that component. And then I think the other thing we can be mindful of is like this, like usually when our husband says something like that to us, it brings up certain insecurities that it can almost be like a gift in a way if you want to think of it as a gift, because usually this pattern or this insecurity or this lack of belief, it usually exists before we actually got married mm, and yeah. before we were married to that person. And so it can be really insightful to ask yourself, like, you know, where else has this been coming up for me in my life besides my marriage? Because then we know it's not the husband and what he's saying that's making us feel so insecure or inadequate. It's, it's it could be something else. I love how you said that. Um, I remember you saying one time to ask the question, what, what problems did you think would be solved in your life by getting married? And I thought that was such a good question because if one of the issues is an insecurity where you don't think mm -hmm. you are progressing fast enough yourself and you think you're expecting to have your spouse be the one to carry that load for you where they right. try to convince you that you're progressing fast enough in your right. life, it's never going to be enough. Even if they tell you, every day that you're progressing just right you could still choose to think no i'm not and like Lindsay said it, it can actually be a gift when you, you know it's this person in your life that yeah you want them to think well of you and i get that you want your spouse to think you're the best and i understand that i want the same thing and uh, but then at the same time we uh it, when we expect them or when we experience these uh, moments where it feels like it stings a little bit or hurts, um, it can be this sign that, hey, this is something where I could take my relationship with myself to the next level. And this could be really good to look into. Why did that hurt so much? And, and it actually can be an amazing opportunity um, to, yeah, take it to that next level yeah, in my sure. experience. Yeah, and if it does hurt, like, just be willing to, like, sit, you know, sit there too. And there is definitely, like, you can sit with that and work on, like, metabolizing and feeling it through, and that's totally okay. And, you know, I might still choose to be disappointed if my husband is saying something like that to me. But I also can, like, I also know for myself, and I think everybody can kind of decide for themselves when we're feeling an emotion to process it and then when it becomes indulgent and it stops serving us. Right. I like it. And also I think the interesting thing is he was kind of using that, you know, idea of progression with, you know, where's that pattern coming up. And I, I, 
on a little bit of a separate note, but similar, I definitely like be, like borrowed my belief in my lovability based on my husband's actions. And so when, you know, I remember before we got married and before I met him, I like, honestly, <laughs> I remember just being like, I don't know if someone's ever going to want to marry me. Like, I think I'm a cool person, but like who, I don't know, like if someone will actually want to love me ridiculous. and that pattern, ridiculous, right? I think it's ridiculous <laughs> now, but that pattern was there before Danny and it was there probably before college. Like definitely. I remember feeling some of that in my teenage years too. Well, and, and, and it's, I don't want to judge it for being there by saying ridiculous. I think, <laughs> you know, there's a good reason you were thinking that. Right? Ah, and I'm not going to judge it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's so far from the truth. <laughs> it is. I, and I totally believe that today. Yeah. But I didn't then. It felt Cause, very... Because our, our brains don't care what's true. They'll believe what we tell them to believe. Yeah, like it felt very factual to me because I thought it enough as a, as a you know, as an adolescent and as a young adult. And so, you know, when we got married, I thought that would like, that like, quote unquote, solved my problem or like my lack of belief or it filled that, that void of like, you know, unlovability that I wasn't creating for myself. And then when his actions didn't follow through with what I believed was like a loving, committed marriage, that's where like things got really, really hard for me. And I think that's where my struggle and the, you know, the trauma that I went through, I think it came more from that. I know it came more from that than Danny's actions and his coping behaviors. Mm. So... Anyway, so awesome. it's a little bit of an aside, but it's so awesome um, that you're able to uh, get to that point where you could find that power for yourself. Can yeah. I share the dart example? Oh yeah, I love analogy. this analogy. <laughs> I just came up with it this this morning. Because that's how he is, you know. He just like just <laughs> I, I love analogies. I do. I, I do love too. analogies, and I don't always come up with good ones. Um, but I like this one. So um, when someone let's talk about a marriage, right? When your spouse says something that kind of hurts or you think it hurts, right? It's not actually their words that hurt, it's how you're thinking about it. But when there's something that you're a little sensitive about, it's like throwing darts, okay? And what we think is that they, the other person, your spouse is throwing darts right at you, okay? And that they're like sticking into you. But what's actually happening is they're just throwing darts at a dartboard. And maybe it has a picture of your face on it, but the darts are still just going at a dartboard. And so there's this moment where you get to choose in between their words and the feelings in your brain. Um, am I going to go and pull those darts out of the board and start jabbing it into my forehead <laughs> and buy into this? Or am I going to just leave them on the dartboard, let them stay there, let it be his throw at the dartboard, and, and not get any jabs in the forehead? You get to choose. Yeah, and I love the <laughs> idea that like even if... like that person put a picture of your face on the dartboard and is still throwing, like purposefully throwing them at your face, you still get to choose if you want them to hurt you or not. Like yeah. It's a total choice. And you can be disappointed. You're like, that kind of sucks that he's throwing darts at my face. Yeah. And if, and if you that. do like jab but, yourself, find yourself jabbing yourself in the forehead, just ask yourself, why? Why am I doing this? And start looking at it. Like, what's going on? Why would I want to do this? Right? right. And start understanding. Why right. am I doing it? And then eventually you can put down the darts and maybe even never pick them up to begin with. Yeah, because I think sometimes we do do that, you know, in like sort of a 
people pleasing like well if I do believe that then maybe I can like change my behavior to try to people please him so that he can feel better but then it just kind of continues like that cycle continues of him telling you one thing you believing one thing you adjusting for him and you're both basically trying to manipulate each other's behavior with your words or your actions right and I'm not saying manipulate like with a negative connotation it's just like the easiest way to get that point across Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was going to share um, that one thing that we can fall into is when someone thinks we're not progressing fast enough, uh, a lot of times because of something we choose to think, we start feeling something painful that we don't like, right? And so to get away from that pain, we think they shouldn't be saying things like that, <laughs> right? And we get into this idea like they shouldn't be the kind of person that says I'm not progressing fast enough and um, it's something that we naturally do a lot of times I've done this myself Um, but if you notice when you're doing that you can notice that you're actually doing the exact same thing back to them it's the exact same thing it sounds different but you are wishing that they were doing it differently you're wishing they didn't wish you were doing it differently (laughs) (laughs) anyway it's just something to pay attention to and and there's nothing good or bad about that as much as like is it helping you and usually Mm -hmm. if you're doing that you're going to find yourself um, disempowered and frustrated and if they're already disempowered and frustrated thinking they should be able to somehow control your outcome then do you want to add to the mix with the side you can control and so for me some of the big shifts that came in my journey um, is because when I first started involving Lindsay with me trying to stop looking at porn when I'd go and tell her um, I didn't want her to get mad and I wanted nothing to do with it I didn't want to see her reaction because I didn't think she should get so mad and because <laughs> I didn't like how insecure I was about it already and anyway so I found myself doing that um, but when I got to a point where I decided you know what I'm doing this for me and not for her or anybody else that was a big shift for me to just Mm -hmm. really make that distinction in my mind i'm i'm gonna figure this out no matter who or how or what other people want like i'm gonna do it for me and i'm gonna make it happen and then the other thing the other big shift that came for me too in terms of speed of progression is a lot of times we feel like we need to get in a hurry to do this stuff um when I was able to shift from trying to hurry to I'm going to just let it take as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in it. I'm going to stay in the game, and I'm going to keep failing as many times as I need to and learn from each failure, and I'm going to do it as long as it takes till I can reach the result I'm going for. That was another huge shift for me. I love that. And it helped me. When I bought into those ideas, it helped me to not feel as much of a sting Mm-hmm. when someone else might say it, well, it's not fast enough for them or I might imagine that they're thinking that. Right, <laughs> right. right. And I think the key to understand, I mean, there are a few keys here. The big key, you know, if we're worried about what, you know, people are saying, if people are saying things like we aren't progressing fast enough is like we just don't know. Like we literally don't know by looking at someone how they are or aren't progressing, okay? Yeah, like good point. individuals know God knows, and that's it. Individuals don't always and, know right. how, well, how well they're progressing. Well, okay, that's a very good point because I have a lot of clients that, <laughs> that don't see that either. So, yes, that's a really good point. We just, we don't know, and that's okay, all right? 
And also, like, other people, it's their right to think the way they want to think. And that's also totally okay. So, like, if this is you, you know, there's so many things you can do. But what, what, you know, if you don't have a coach, something you can do on your own is just, like, and, you know, if your spouse is telling you this, or maybe it isn't your spouse, maybe it's a parent or a sibling, you know, or just a friend, people telling you things that you don't like. I think it can be really helpful to just like free write about it for like three to five minutes or longer and then pick like two or three sentences that just kind of feel charged, like where you just feel like that, like, oh, that one hurts. Ooh, that's a zinger, you know, whatever that is. And then ask yourself some questions about that, those thoughts, like pick one at a time, you know, and you can ask yourself like, you know, what is it, what is it, like, what is the result of me believing this about myself or can I come up with some evidence that the opposite is true? Or, you know, what if them saying this or me thinking this, like what if nothing has gone wrong here? Okay, so you can just kind of start asking yourself questions and be willing to, you know, bend your brain a little bit. And if you are looking for a place where you can practice this with someone who already believes in you more than you believe in yourself... (laughs) Their names are Danny and Lindsay Pullman. <laughs> they are life Our coaches. <laughs> it's us. Coaches. And um, that's what we do for clients because we really do. We probably believe in you more than you believe in yourself a lot of times. Yeah. And, and that's totally okay to borrow that belief from us while you learn how to create it for yourself. Absolutely. And to have a place where you can practice with someone like that who's also trained and experienced to identify blind spots you might have with what's going on in your own brain and really show you your brain in a Mm -hmm. way that empowers you to change and find the results you want in your life. It's such an awesome process. I love the coaching process. It's been so life-changing for me, and I love to be able to be in the coach's seat with my clients. It's uh, such a privilege that they let me be a part of that process. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah, me too. It's amazing. So if you have questions, you know where to find us. And we'll see you guys next week. Until next time. Take care. Later. Thanks for listening. If you're ready to get unstuck, move forward, or just feel better about your life and marriage, please reach out to us, whether it's for both of you or just yourself. You'd be surprised how much progress can be made in your marriage even if one of you works on the relationship. Don't wait for someone else to make things better for you. For more information or to find out what it would be like to have a coach, visit our websites, lindsaypullman.com and dannypullman.com. Make sure you spell Pullman, P-O-E-L-M-A-N. For freebies or other guides mentioned, check out the show notes. And to our current clients, we love you and thank you for letting us be a part of your hero's journey.